Hello, and welcome back to Money Mile. I am your host, Justin Waller, and I am happy you are here. Money Mile is where we help active, time-crunched people increase confidence in their finances while increasing their fitness. We package financial education into roughly mile-sized educational bits for approximately one mile on your long, steady run. And we strive to make each episode valuable for you. This is the best financial education podcast designed for triathletes and runners. In our last episode, we talked about the Olympic level of your financial training plan as it relates to cash flow planning. Your homework was to think about something you would like to improve about your cash flow plan and work on it. What did you decide on? How did it go? Whatever you chose to do, I hope it is going well for you. Please let us know if you have any questions. You can email me at info at wallerfc.com and I'm happy to help. In today's episode, we are going to level up our work on the income tax planning component of your financial training plan. Back in episode 24, we talked about the basics of income tax planning for active people. I shared some of the basics, and today we're going to take this program up a notch or two by discussing some different scenarios and giving you some additional information to help you be more efficient with your income taxes. In our long course episode of tax planning, we will be debunking some of the top tax myths, but more about that later. Today, we are going to talk about three key topics to think about when you are developing an income tax plan. First, tax laws change. It has been said that the tax law is written in pencil. Now, some might argue that a better description would be crayon, but for today's conversations, let's just say it's a pencil. This was proven recently by the passage of the SECURE Act 2.0, with over 90 different impacting provisions and taking at least three years to implement, Congress has really outdone themselves this time. What does it mean when tax laws change? For the most part, that means that from some date moving forward, the way the IRS is going to interpret the tax code is going to change. I cannot think of any scenario where the IRS has changed the tax rules for a prior year and forced taxpayers to refile. This means that going forward, the rules will change. While we can pretty much assume there will continue to be changes, we also know that some things will stay the same. So I'm not going to theorize today about which things are going to change, but I can tell you a few things that I think are going to stay the same. Congress is going to continue to tax the citizens of the United States on their incomes, both foreign and domestic. I also don't see the progressive tax system going away. So I think the more you make, the more you pay, I think that is going to continue. I also think that smart people are going to continue to work in their best interest to minimize the amount of taxes they pay. In light of this, I want to highlight that in 2026, the Trump-era tax cuts are set to expire. This means that for most Americans, until 2025, we are possibly experiencing some of the lowest income tax bracket structures we will experience in our lifetimes. Your individual situation is part of the equation. So if you know your income is lower now than it will be in the future, you need to approach your tax strategy appropriately. Vice versa, if your income is relatively high now and you know your taxable income is going down in the future, you should handle your tax strategy appropriately for you. If the timeline you think of for tax planning is between now and the coming April 15th, I wish you the best of luck. 
the longer the timeline you are looking at for income tax planning purposes, the higher the likelihood you will be able to do good work for yourself and your family. The second point here is that if we know the federal income tax infrastructure is likely going to change, then we should realize that there is no one guaranteed way to pay less in taxes because we don't know what's going to change or when it's going to change. What we should be doing is working to have more options and flexibility over time. Then you can have more control over the situation regardless of what Congress and the IRS does. Imagine, if you will, a fictitious race course where you could choose on race morning which of two courses you would ride. The swim and the run would be the same, and both of the bike courses are flat, straight, out-and-back, TT-style courses. From the transition area, one goes directly to the north to start, and the other goes directly to the south. Now, on a calm day, with no other differences, each course would be identical. But today, you wake up and you find out there is a steady 15-mile-per-hour wind coming out of the north. It's the wind going directly from north to south. Would you rather have the headwind on your way out or on your way back? I think most athletes would like to have the headwind on the way out and have an easier time of it on the way back, but I could be wrong. Now, as this relates to income taxes, the two primary investment account types that most U.S. citizens deal with today are traditional and Roth. Traditional defers taxation for later, and Roth accounts have you paying the taxes now and then paying no tax when you take the money out, assuming you follow the rules. So the traditional account would be like riding south out of T1. You are riding with the wind at your back at first and avoiding that bill at the beginning but you will have to pay the wind tax on the way back to T2. The Roth account is like heading north out of T1, and it allows you to pay the wind taxes up front and not have to worry about paying any taxes on the way back. Of the out and back portion of this bike course, the out portion is like the accumulation phase of your life where you are accumulating wealth, and the back portion is the enjoyment phase. Are you paying the taxes while you are accumulating? or while you are enjoying. Hey, a bit of great news was just announced on this mythical race course morning. You also have the option of a third bike course that would allow you to ride an identical course, but it travels directly east to west. Now what would you choose? Now, I'm pretty sure that some of us just started thinking about the efficiency of their race wheel set in a crosswind, but I think you might be getting my point. This third option would allow you to pay a little bit of tax on the way out and a little bit of tax on the way back, but you never fully are facing the brunt of that full wind taxation at one time. Now, historically, employer-sponsored retirement plans have been predisposed to a traditional structure, pre-tax first with the income taxes being paid when the money comes out. This predisposition is still that way, but there are more and more options to save into Roth-type accounts through employers. When you incorporate pensions and Social Security into the mix, the majority of U.S. citizens are going to be predisposed to that traditional tax structure for their assets. Therefore, I suggest that for many people, leaning into the Roth side of savings, wherever it is permitted, is a great first step to diversifying your taxes and giving yourself some options in the future. The second point here is that you need to give yourself options and flexibility. The third point that I wanted to touch on today is state income taxes. 
every citizen in the U.S. has to pay taxes on their worldwide income. In addition to this, many states have their own income taxes, and each state handles them differently. Some states tax Social Security, and some do not. Some tax retirement plan distributions, others not. Some states have flat tax rates, while some states, the base tax rate is higher than others, and eight states have no income tax at all. Occasionally, I am asked what the financial impact is by moving from one state to another. And I will tell you that the income tax is only part of the equation. The reality is that if you are moving to a state which provides services to its citizens, the state is going to need revenue to do that. A great example is Texas. While Texas does not have a state tax, the property tax you pay as a property owner is higher than you might pay in other states. There is not one mythical place in the U.S. that provides all the resources everyone needs, does not impose taxes in any way, and provides a great quality of life for all of its citizens. If you know of one, please let me know. Otherwise, your resources are different from someone else's. Your family situation is different, and where you want to live should not be dictated by the income tax structure. Cost of living from one area to the next Proximity to family and regional amenities are also important factors to consider. I have yet to recommend to someone that they move to a different state just so they can pay less in taxes. Now, that being said, I have had clients relocate to a lower income tax state initially to pay less in taxes on a big tax event like selling stock. But quite frankly, they were trying to get out of the state they were in for other reasons as well. And the lower tax bill for an individual transaction was kind of like icing on the cake. So as with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we are going to talk about a bit of homework for this episode. Think about your current income tax plan. Are you planning to pay more of your taxes in the accumulation phase of your life or the enjoyment phase? And is that the right approach for you? It is not about being perfect once, it's about continuously making things better. So regardless of where you are in your financial race, you can always make things better for your future. Think about what you can do to level up the income tax planning component of your financial training plan and do it. If you have questions, email me at info at wallerfc.com and I'm happy to help. In our next episode, we are going to continue to improve your financial training plan and we are going to work on risk management at the Olympic level. Now, before I let you go, I do have a heads up. Money Mile has been sharing financial education in mile-sized educational bits for over a year already, and we are looking to improve what we are doing. We have some exciting changes coming your way within the next several episodes, so keep your ears open and let us know what you think. And now for the disclaimers. Please use one earbud at a time and be aware of your surroundings. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Money Mile is powered by Waller Financial Coaching, a California state registered investment advisor. And all information here is for educational purposes only and should not be considered financial, legal, tax, or even training advice. I believe this is accurate based on when we are recording, but things change. And please consult your doctor to find out if Money Mile is right for you. I hope this was a valuable investment of your time. I want your life to be better because you join us here. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. And I'll look forward to talking with you next time on Money Mile.